Welcome to Chamber Chat, the business solutions podcast designed to help your company thrive. I'm your host, Charles Stannis. Have you ever wondered why some people and organizations are more innovative, more influential, and more profitable than others? Why do some command greater loyalty from their customers and employees alike? Based off the Simon Sintek novel, Start With Why, join us as we chat with Jason Teeters from Second Muse to discuss why organizations guided by this concept will succeed more often than those who don't. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chamber Chat. I'm really excited today to sit down with our dear friend, Jason Teeters from Second Muse. Um, so Second Muse is all about building economies of the future. So first of all, welcome, Jason. Welcome. Thank you. And second of all, you know, talk to me a little bit about what that actually means, because you know, that really kind of segues into our topic today about you know, the importance <clears throat> of starting with why. And, you know, Second Muse just kind of throws it, throws your why right out front, right? So <laughs> yeah. what does that mean? No, uh, thank you for asking. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to uh, be here and sort of share our story, especially around this topic. Uh, so Second Muse has been around now for over a decade um, and um, started with two guys. And one thing that they, that they started with, as you think about, we build economies of the future, um, they thought of themselves as they didn't want to have a mission statement. It was the idea they wanted to have an ambition statement. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so, so their belief and which is really interesting because this is, you know, I've been with the company uh, a little over two years now. Uh, and it's really interesting because what they say is they believe that um, the work in the future can be done without any negative externalities. Basically saying that with That's yeah, so basically saying with <laughs> technology, with resources, with everything we have at our hands, there shouldn't be any reason that we're still doing business where uh, it's hurting people, hurting the environment, and hurting our community. And so, right off bat, our goal is to really work with uh, organizations, institutions, and uh, businesses all over the world to help them realize that, uh, and not to be realize. Uh, but help lead the way in understanding that you can build a better business and be profitable at the same time. Right. Well, I know, you know, I'm glad you said it. I know you guys aren't just here in Southwest Florida. I know you guys are all over the world. What are some of the projects that you guys got going on? Yeah, so uh, we work, uh, we've partnered with companies in Indonesia and the government in Indonesia to work on uh, removing plastic from the water. Uh, we work with a company uh, out in San Francisco um, our, our company out there is called Headstream, and they're partnered with Pivotal, which is a Melinda Gates Foundation uh, initiative, mm -hmm. uh, and they're working to try to solve the problem or the challenges around technology and uh, mental health awareness uh, with youth. Uh, we work in New York, clean tech manufacturing, right, and, and how do we create uh, manufacturing businesses that are uh, understanding their footprint they have on uh, the local society. And then we also work with NASA, uh, and we do... Uh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, space apps. We use their open source content to create hackathons. Okay. Uh, Very where cool. we bring people together to try to solve problems around first responders, 
catastrophes, things like that. Uh, and then the last two that are, that are really hit home, one, uh, we've just started a new project where we're working with women in tech. And the goal there is to try to build uh, the largest resource, resource and sort of black book of uh, women in tech uh, across the United States and, and outside the country. Uh, so more businesses have opportunities to recognize uh, what a lot of successful women in tech are doing and uh, avoid the excuses of not being able to find the right hires. Right, right. And then, uh, and then of course, here in Fort Myers in Battle Creek, uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, we started uh, what we call our Community Source Incubator, where we're uh, uh, strongly focused on uh, building an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Right, and that's with the um, Southwest Florida Collaboratory, correct? Right here yep, in, Fort in partnership with uh, Sarah Owen and her board down there at the uh, Southwest Florida Community Foundation. They open a beautiful space called the Collaboratory, and, and that's where we work out of. And our goal is really to find ways to activate uh, the community, all of Southwest Florida community, and really elevate and bring entrepreneurs to the forefront uh, in this community. Awesome. Well, we love it. And I think it's a perfect kind of segue into our topic today um, about the importance, excuse me, of starting with why. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's really based off of um, a book or a topic um, from Simon Sintek. It's called Start With Why. Um, and, you know, it really benefited our organization here from a, a you know, a, a personal and a professional level. So, you know, we thought it would be something really great to kind of share with everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, so really, you know, the, the whole topic or book, you know, kind of states that all organizations, you know, they know what they do, um, you know, and, and when it comes to explaining why many of them fail to kind of promote and articulate that to everyone else. Um, or to kind of answer that question clearly. And so, you know, really the difference in the approach is the reason why, you know, some organizations succeed and some don't. So, you know, a great example is you look at companies like Apple or Nike that, you know, have a really clear why statement. Um, and because of that, you know, they're, they're, you know, they have the same, they have the same access to the resources, they have the same access to the same type of workforce. Um, you know, there's no more trade secrets, you know, everything's kind of on a, on a level playing field for the most part. But, you know, you take those two companies and you realize, you know, because they have a strong why, you know, they're able to kind of build the brand, build the followers that they are. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really interesting to kind of approach not only your life, but business from that concept of, you know, starting with why. And so there's a great quote that I would like to kind of segue into our conversation that Simon says. And he says that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it. And you know, at first you think about that and you're like, yeah, duh, right? But <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't really sit back and, and think about it, right? You know, how, you know, what's, you know, how does that affect me personally and how does that affect me professionally? And I think if you can really take a deep dive into that, you know, you'll really be able to come out ahead, essentially. Um, and so, you know, just kind of your thoughts on that kind of mindset and obviously, you know, that's the type of mindset that, you know, Second Muse has. Yeah. So I think um, if I really had to break that down, I, I think there's sort of two ways to, to look at that. And I, um, and I love this. I, you know, I love Simon Sinek, the way he uh, codified and put all this together to make it really easy for us to understand. Right. Uh, but a lot of times, I think as business leaders and individuals that are uh, have leadership positions in the community, sometimes it's difficult to find a way to make that relate to you. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of things that we always talk about whenever we get in conversations like this is first to understand that uh, none of this happens overnight. 
right? And so we could talk about Nike and we could talk about Apple, uh, but it took, uh, you could either say uh, time and effort, right? Years of experience for them to figure out how they can really affect the world. Uh, it took a lot of pushback from, you know, community, oh, right? Yeah. When they found out they did business in certain areas and used certain people to their disadvantage to make their products, right? So I think, um, I think like a, like a lot of things that are happening in our society, this is a, um, a shift in the way we think about business. Uh, I think it's important for a lot of people, you know, before I get into the tactics, I think it's important for a lot of people to understand that uh, you can beat yourself up if you're trying to go out the gate and create a whole business around why. Right. If you don't really um, understand what you're doing first. Right. Uh, but with that said, you know, I, now I'm excited to talk about that part. I just want to make sure people don't, you know, yeah. get all frustrated. Like, how do I, you know. It's uh, a process. <laughs> yeah, it is a process. And I think, uh, you know, I'm noticing it even more because, like I, like I said earlier, I have a, a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And. Uh, when they ask me why for everything is so interesting because why, why? yeah over and over and all of it a really sudden makes you think. yeah and you know at one point I got I got mad at my daughter I said listen I don't know I just I just didn't pay attention in his in uh, science class I don't know why that's like that right right and so you you get to this point where you realize you can't you don't know how to go any further uh, but with that said I think the childlike mentality is really a, a good example of how you think about this because. Uh, I think just in society in general, we um, we go to school, we get a job, we we you know we go to college, we get a good paying job, and somewhere along the way, we think of our wives. I think there's a lot of people that always says, "Man, I should be doing something more, something else." And I think that a lot of times that's your why uh, pulling at you, right? Kind of drives you. Yeah, uh, but one cool thing that I think that everybody should start when you think about this is. Uh, regardless of what position you're in or whether you run a business or you're in a leadership position, I think your why can translate to almost anything you're doing. Uh, I think it's important for you to understand what your why is as, a, as an individual, uh, I think, because that's going to shape your business. Um, so, you know, when we look at Apple's why, I mean, a lot of that is probably taken over from Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. right? It's his legacy being carried on. Right. And there's it's no what other, he believed in. Yeah, and there's yeah. no other Steve Jobs. So when you think about that, why it comes true and true for him and his company that he built. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I want to kind of introduce something to kind of get everyone up to speed if they're not familiar with, you know, Simon Sintek's whole start with why. Um, and it's really, uh, he calls it his golden circle. And so essentially, it's a really easy way to kind of put everything into perspective. Um, so, so for those of you out there who aren't sure what the golden circle is, you know, just Google it, you know, check out YouTube. Um, but really, it's, it starts with a circle, right? And you have three rings. And so you have obviously, a, a, you know, a very middle ring, you have kind of an inner ring, and you have an outer ring. And, you know, you have your what on the very out, outside ring. Um, and, you know, every person, every organization, you know, they kind of know what they do, right? For most people, it's the job that they do, it's the products that they sell, it's the services that they offer. You know, it's very simplified on the outside. Um, so, you know, for a lot of companies, um, you know, it might be we sell, you know, affordable clothing or, you know, we sell affordable food, right? Whatever it is, really simple. Um, and then you get kind of to the uh, middle or the inside ring and it's your how. 
Um, and this is where it starts to kind of deviate from the norm, right? Because not everyone really knows their how. Um, and these are the things that kind of make you special and kind of allow you as a person or allow you know the business that you work in or the business that you run kind of stand out from its competitors right so whether it's a propri proprietary software or whether it's a special way that you do it or whether it's because you have better customer experience you know it's what sets you apart right um, and then the very inside of the circle, you have the why, right? And this is where kind of the magic is because this is where, you know, a lot of organizations, you know, very few organizations, very few amount of people know why they do what they do. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, hey, you know, we run this company because we want to make money, right? Well, Simon says that, you know, making money isn't your why. It's just a result. Um, he says, really, your why is a purpose, cause, or belief. It's the very reason your organization exists. Um, and it's interesting because the way the circle is drawn out is the why is in the very center. It's in the very middle. Um, and so you kind of work your way out, right? So he says that the vast majority of people, they look at the world from how they communicate, and they communicate from the outside of the circle in. So they start with their what, they get to their how, then they get to their why. And he says what really makes people successful, whether it's in business or whether it's in their personal life, is they start to communicate from the inside of their circle. So they're starting with their why, and then they communicate to the outside of the circle, and they end with their what. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, kind of taking this approach, like I said, in your communication, in your marketing, in your sales, in your passion, you know, whether you're in a business or whether you're just kind of making, you know, talking with your friends, you know, it, it, it really changes the way people not only believe in you, but like I said, believe in your company and your product. Yep. And so, you know, it's interesting. So I encourage everyone out there, you know, if, if, if they haven't seen it, you know, search it on, on YouTube, search it on Google, really great stuff. It's kind of what, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about is all about. So, so I know um, for a lot of people, you know, they're sitting there and they're listening to this and they're, they're thinking, you know, that's great. But I know I, I know my why, right? Or I think mm -hmm. I know my why. Yep. Um, or, you know, they might be sitting there and they're saying, well, I thought I knew my why. What's my why, right? And then you get back yep. to that question that you had where you ask yourself over and over and over, and then you're not sure. Yeah. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you guys have helped people, have helped individuals kind of find their why and help them kind of stand out from everyone else. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think that's a great segue, and um, I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's important, you know, the first part, I think it's important to understand that, um, like we said before, this is a not, not new, right? But I think people are starting to understand, like you said before, there's, there's a million people doing a lot of the same things, right? right? So there's the, the idea that you've come up with something that's never been done before is probably slim to none. Uh, but uh, the idea that your your why behind it um, can be a driving force in how you grow is is really is really at the the benefit of what Simon Sinek's talking about. And I think for a lot of us, the first thing we think about, at least for me, when I first got in this process, is uh, nonprofits do it well. Right. Right. A nonprofit is usually coming from uh, a space or a place 
where they're really passionate about something, mm -hmm. right? And and if you ever come across a really good nonprofit, they have the data, they have the stats, and they know what they're trying to, you know, I'm trying to end hunger, I'm trying to uh, end suicides, whatever it is, right? Like they're really passionate about it and, and they come with their why. Uh, and I think for a lot of businesses, they find it difficult because there's so many things they're doing uh, to really come to that. And so for us, we really took took this to heart. And so we started with the, the thing that we did is because it's hard for people to come up with their why right off the get go. Right. We sort of break it down into in really three simple steps. Right. We first say, um, who are the people that you're trying to help? Right. Write that down. What are, who are the people that you're really trying to help? And then uh, what problem are you solving for them? Okay. That's the second part. If you know what, if you know the people you're helping, you know the problem you're solving, then the third step is what can they do once that problem is solved? Right? How have you made their life better? What is that outcome? And so if you sort of start there, then you can start to, then you can start to uh, visualize what a why looks like. Right. Right, because you know what problem they're solving and you can start thinking about all the things that come from solving this problem. Uh, I think a lot of times um, we get caught up in, in, the, in the what, you know, like Simon says. Mm -hmm. uh, we're able to talk about... Because it's easy, right? Yeah. We're, we're used to it. It's, a, it's, it's go to, built you, into our daily routine. It's, really, it's easy to relate to other people. Yeah, and you go, to, you go to parties all the time and you're networking. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I sell insurance. Yeah, yeah. right? It's easy. Oh, right? And, but a lot of times what we're finding with, with, with the growth of technology and people being able to do business and create, create a business of their own, um, what we're finding is that people can put more purpose into what they're doing. And so it becomes really challenging uh, when you're no longer selling widgets to explain to somebody when you're doing something really creative at a, at a networking event. Right. Well, I'm doing this thing that connects to this thing. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? So then yeah. you revert back, oh, I'm, I'm a consultant. Yeah. I sell this. You know, they can relate to it. They understand it. Right. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's funny that you said that there's actually a really good quote by Simon that I just read last night um, that kind of is a perfect example of that. So... He says that a why doesn't close the deal, a why opens the conversation, right? And so he used this example where he was at an event, at a business function, and he asked one of his friends to introduce him to, uh, you know, uh, an executive in the room, right? He wanted to get in front of him, you know, he was hoping that he could start to work with him, you know, build his relationship as well. And, you know, he said that his friend kind of walked him over, and after he walked him over, he left. He didn't introduce him, he just handed him off, right? And so the guy turns to him and he looks at him and he says, what do you do, right? So how many times are you, do you find yourself in that situation where you know, you're, you're meeting someone for the first time, whether it's at an event, whether it's in an elevator, whatever it is, and you know, someone turns to you and they say, what do you do? And you know, Simon being Simon, of course, he didn't sit there and he didn't say, you know, I'm a business coach, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a business consultant, right? He started with his why. So right away, you know, and I'm trying to remember the line that he used, but right away he said something like, you know, I empower others to make the changes that they want to make, right? So if you think about that, you know, it's really simple, right? There's nothing, no. there's no magic formula to it. It's just he, the first thing that he said, 
he didn't come out and he didn't start with his what. He didn't say, oh, I, I, you know, I'm a business consultant, right? I, right. I change the way people speak. He said, you know, I inspire others, I empower others to make the changes that they want to make, right? And right away, that piqued the guy's interest. So literally, and this is going off his story, the next thing that he said was, do you have a business card, right? So it goes back to that saying of, you know, the the why doesn't close the deal, you know, the why opens the conversation. It really allows people to pay attention to you because right away you're kind of like we said like we said you're kind of separating yourself from everyone else, right? Yeah. And I think that's really powerful and it's really simple and I think, you know, a lot of people don't view it that way, right? And so, you know, like we talked about um, there's no magic formula to it, right? Yeah. You really just got to figure out what your why is. Why do you do what you do? And you just got to communicate that effectively. Um, and I think that's the key, right? I think that's why, you know, I'll go back to Apple and Nike because they're really easy, right? People yeah. can relate to them. I think that's why those two companies are really successful because no matter what it is that they do, no matter what product they're pushing or, you know, event that they're doing, they're always communicating their why. Whether you believe in that why or not is totally up to you, but I will tell you, because they're always communicating in their why, the people that do believe in their why, they go nuts, yep. right? Like look, look when, when, when uh, Apple comes out with a new phone. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right, yeah. People wait in line for days, right? Yep. For a phone that probably doesn't have that many groundbreaking features that the phone in your pocket already has, right? But it's a perfect example because, you know, the people that believe in their why support it 100%. And I think that's what really separates the two, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, th I think you're 100% right. And I think that, you know, for our, for our audiences out there, just understand, you know, a couple different things. One, um, I think it's important to, to recognize that your why is bigger, like I said before, than your business. Right? It's, oh, absolutely. It's, it's the thing that drives us what, what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's, you know, we all know that business is going to be tough. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be market fluctuations. There are going to be uh, times when you seem like you want to give it all in. Take a sick day. Yeah, right? <laughs> but without a why, right, it, it, becomes, it becomes even more difficult mm -hmm. and challenging. It becomes easier you. to quit. Exactly, without a doubt. And so I think for a lot of people, we, we tell them, especially for the entrepreneurs that we work with, is if you can really hone in on that why, then the rest of this stuff becomes easy. Yeah. Because the days that you wake up and you look in the mirror and you don't know why you're doing this or the purpose behind it or it's not fun anymore or it's not exciting, uh, a lot of times it's because it's not connected to anything bigger than profit. Right. And so I think it's important for your, for your listeners to understand that uh, starting with the why is not only uh, good for business, but it's good for it's good for your mental health and well-being. Right. right. Uh, and then the second part of that, I think it's um, you know once again, I think it's easy for us to concentrate on the big ones, but I think there's so much stuff out there that we don't think about um, our value. Um, a good example is I talked to a friend of mine that's a, uh, a wedding DJ, and he was trying to explain his value to a client. And the client said, you know, uh, what's, what's any different than me putting up my iPod and hitting right? hit shuffle. Hit shuffle or yeah. throwing on Spotify, right? Like, what's, what's the difference? 
And it was frustrating for the uh, the client at the time, right? Uh, but one of the things we started talking about was uh, what happens at a wedding when there is no DJ, when there's no microphone, when people can't read the room, when a playlist is off. How much does that affect your day? And not the not the DJ's day, but the actual the people bride and there. the groom, yeah. right? These are supposed to be special moments. And so when you start talking about when what you create for individuals, uh, the pricing sort of falls to the wayside, right? Because you're talking about an outcome. And that's why I said, right, if you know the, the, the people you work with, the problem you solve, and what, they, what happens when you solve that problem for them, and you talk about that, I think that really gets yeah. close to your why. No, that's a great example, for and, sure. And so I think we see it all the time, right? People, well, I, I sell coffee or I sell insurance, right? It's one of those things like, well, you're selling insurance, but what is that outcome you provide for people, mm-hmm. right? If it's, my, if it's the, the opportunity that I'm able to uh, travel and see the world and do all these things with my family and know that regardless of what happens, my family is going to be taken care of, well, then that's, that's, that's something to build off your yeah, wire, that's right? That's much bigger than I sell auto insurance. Exactly. And even if you're a salesperson, right? I've been in plenty of sales positions before where sometimes you feel like, um, you know, what am I really doing? And I think that's a great example of when you figure out your why, right? We had, a, we had an individual, one of the ladies we work with, uh, a second muse that works out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And she works for Headstream and they talk about mental health and mental well-being around technology. And, you know, it clicked to her when she said that I have a younger sister and I'm watching how her friends are suffering from mental stress and health at 12 and 13 because they believe they should be as perfect as the people they see on social media. Yeah. And so instantly her being able to understand, say that out loud, now shifted her whole perspective of what she's doing with the work she's doing at Second Muse out in San Francisco. Because now it's bigger than herself, it's bigger than all this, she recognizes that she has an actual story to say around, look, the reason why I'm doing this is so I don't want another uh, teenager to believe that they're not special or that they are not worthy because they follow people uh, these untruths. And I think we do it as adults, right? We try to compete with the businesses in our community when we both know that they could be struggling just as much as we have. Yeah. And so I think if you're able to stick to your why from a, from a uh, qualitative, it's going to, it's going to help you better when you start to have conversations. Uh, But from a quantitative, right? Look at our busy schedule, Right, we open up our calendar and it's like tons of to-do lists, and we think everything's important. Right, we think if we have to, uh, we have to do more to be more. And I think once you hone in on your why, you can really start to let a lot of that stuff fall to the wayside, and you can start really focusing on the outcome that you're trying to provide for the people you're trying to provide it for. Yeah. And a lot of times, some of the things you're doing, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, um, let's just say you're you're working with elderly, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta do all these things for people to know that I'm working with elderly. I gotta get all these all these things on social media and I gotta post every day. Have you ever thought like, where are these people finding you? Right, is is, is a 70 year old on social media and reading Facebook to find probably their not. provider? Probably not, right? right? So, you, so you start to recognize how you can meet people where they're at. 
Mm-hmm. And by getting to your why, it will help you sort of eliminate the clutter and really focus on the things that matter. Eliminate what's unnecessary. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in the society where today, I mean, there's going to be another 20, 30 probably social media sites that are coming out in the next mm-hmm. five or 10 years that everybody's going to jump on. And, and while great, if you're working with the people that are going to be on those sites, but I think a lot of times uh, we run across a lot of businesses that feel they have to do all these things right. to run a successful business. And the, and the reality is if you get down to your why and you focus on the problem you're trying to solve for the people you're trying to solve them for and get really clear about that mm-hmm. and the outcomes and you paint that picture of that outcome, right? Like you paint that picture in a way that they can see it, feel it, touch it then I think that's, that's how you get a really solid um, why. And I think that's what we recognize when we see brands uh, like Apple and Nike um, and, and all these other... Tesla's a good one Yeah, too. Tesla, right? Like, I mean, the guy threw, uh, threw um, uh, what is it, a ball through his supposedly bulletproof... Window. Window, and it didn't work, but so what? Yeah. Right. He he. People know what he's striving for. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy put a rocket in the air and set it back down on the landing. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm you know, if I believe in him, then I'm gonna pay, do whatever I gotta do to get that truck. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, so, um, you know, I'm glad you said that because you know I think that's really important, and I think once you're able to kind of establish your why, like in this case Tesla, you know, you can really and you you stick with it. Right. Don't change your why. Right. Once mm-hmm. you have your messaging. Not saying you, it can't ever change, but once you have your messaging, the foundation, you know, that needs to be relatively communicated, relatively the same, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to build your brand, you're going to build your followers, and in this case, you know, yeah, he threw a rock at a window and it shattered, but the people that believe in his brand, so what? He'll fix it, right? Like everything else, right? Yep. And you know, I think that's really important because that's what builds trust in this day and age, where people have so many different options or opportunities out there to kind of go with a competitor, or go with someone else. Um, and you know, that's what really um, builds your audience. Oh, with that, I, I think you hit it right on the head. I think, I think it also gets to the point that we all care about is authenticity. Yes. Right, when, I, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I could tell when people are trying to sell me, right? And we all feel, we all know that feeling. I mean, we all walk into, walk to like a car dealership and as soon as we see the guy walking towards us, we're like, oh my Uh-oh. God, right? But how easy would it be for somebody to work in a car dealership to come up and greet you in a totally different way mm-hmm. and blow your expectations the opposite way because they know why you're there, right? And, and so I think it's really important to understand that if you start to get to this, you can take your current job and start to recognize the people that you're providing services for and the outcomes you're providing, right? And be able to shift the way you deal with them. I mean, there's no reason that if I walk in a car, if I'm walking on a car lot and I'm looking at a vehicle, I went out of my way to find the vehicle that I've probably already researched a thousand times. Yep. And now I just want to have a really good conversation. And instead I get somebody that's pressuring me. And so here's a great opportunity for car dealerships. And, and I'm just using them as an example, but in your own business. Well, I think it's that. easy to relate to, right? Because I think for most of us, we've all had that moment mm-hmm. where we know what we want. We walk onto the lot and they're almost circling like vulture, right? <laughs> yeah. so, and, and so I think... I'm not going to throw any names out there. But. Yeah. But I, think, but I think that's one of those things that, um, right, incentives 
culture, right? I think I think you can't blame the salespeople. I think that's the the culture and the why for a car dealership, right? And and a lot of people say, well, that's that's their industry. It's always going to be that way. And I think what we're going to find is, I mean, look at now. There's people that you can order your car online. Mm-hmm. There's an app. Right? Yeah. And so so things are shifting, and I don't believe I don't believe <clears throat> those type of businesses are going to go out of business. But I believe they have a great opportunity to change the way they're doing business. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's the importance of what Y can do for an uh, uh, industry that is just starting out or industry that has been ingrained with these sort of things over time. And as an individual within that industry, you can start using your why. Right? Like, I never know why these people pick the job to work at a car dealership. Right. And you start using that why to explain your story. Like, look, I believe that everybody should have a decent vehicle to ride. And I believe if I can get you in a right vehicle that fits you and your family, right. you're going to be safer on the road and safer for your family. And that's all I want. Perfect. Man, if you if yeah. I had a car dealership guy yeah. came up and said that to me, I'd you be like, go back, take me to, your right, take me to whatever car you need me to take me to. Because you've now yeah. explained to me what my biggest fear is and what I'm looking for in finding a vehicle. Yeah. And so I think that's those are examples of how all of a sudden, if you hone in on your why, you can start to create something special yeah. in your industry or your in your job. Yeah. So any of the car salesmen out there, take note. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of the kind of viewers that we have listening today. Um, you know, if they want to learn more about it or get in touch with you guys, how can they do that? Uh, so a couple of different ways. Um, you can reach out to us, um, Connective, uh, SouthwestFlorida.com. That's K I N. Uh, E-C-T-I-V, S-W-F-L dot com. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook. Uh, And then come visit us at the Collaboratory, uh, which is uh, right there on Jackson Street, downtown Fort Myers. Um, I think those are are great ways uh, to reach out. Awesome. And I'm just going to leave everyone again with this quote. Um, You know, keep this in mind as you continue to kind of figure out who you are and what you want to do. Um, you know, it's really resonated with myself and it's that, you know, people buy, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think that's awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Chamber Chat. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe.